Way to go. What do you think? <laughs> Thank you, Dakota, for that lovely note that'll cover up that timer. <laughs> We're not going to say that's the all, B. That's, that's all we have to say about that. <laughs> We're not going to say the B word on this podcast, are we? <laughs> Never again. Because <laughs> Unwa made me want to say it again. <laughs> Why, why? Why watching that show? No, just because he said Dakota does sound. Dakota is a, a B word name, <laughs> and that was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> like you could, he could have said just. It could have been any name, and he could have said that, and I just would have agreed. <laughs> but also, he's right. I don't know. Like I think he's just right. <laughs> no, you don't think so. You don't think there could be like this really like. Like you're awesome, kind of like country girl like named Dakota, who's like. Okay, so I had to buy like a toaster recently. Why? Because um, I just didn't have one. What do you toast? I mean, I know. Why? Do you really need toast that bad? Yeah. Okay. How long have you been without toast? Okay, this isn't. Forget about that. So the reason I bring this up. No, I'm just is... curious. How long have you been without toast? I mean, this was a couple months ago when I decided to buy the toaster, and... But you just bought it now? I bought it a couple months ago. Oh. But then before that, it was like months and months and months without a toaster. So you clearly don't need a toaster. No, but like every day I would be like, man, I wish I could have some toast right now. So will you put on your toast? Like eggs. That's it? You don't... Sometimes I'll do peanut butter. You don't mix it up? Oh, peanut butter? Yeah. What, what do you put on toast? Jelly? I'm just curious. Yeah, jelly. Jelly toast, like, reminds me of, like, when I had the flu as a kid. Butter. And, like, my, like, when you couldn't eat for, like, a day and a half, like, your parents would kind of feed you that. And I'd be, like, the first thing that got you, like, feeling better. Yeah, toast. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, Ulan puts caviar on it. <laughs> From those tubes. <laughs> From the toothpaste. Okay, so the reason I brought this up was, obviously, I'm going to, like, go to Amazon and, like, start reading reviews. The amount of detail these reviewers get into their toasters, like, they get into, like, it's amazing. Like, just such excruciating detail, which I actually, I really appreciated it because I was trying to get the best toaster possible for, like, the value. But, like, these people are, like, heroes. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, like, come on. Seriously? No, well, yeah, so it's like it's like a combination of it's like come on seriously and like also like this is pretty valuable but like, information but that I thank need. you. Like, yeah, since it's here I'm gonna read it. The only thing I could compare this to is the people who like report the accident on like the Waze app. Which who are those? Wait, those are just like the ordinary really dangerous? I've never thought about this. Like, aren't they driving and reporting accidents at the same time? So they're just like looking down at their phone. Yeah, but they're saving us all time by doing it. And it's Are just they like, though? I think that I think that's like the highest level of like just diligent citizenship. It's just like allowing everybody else to know where the accidents are. The highest level of diligent citizenship is uploading sports streams to Reddit for free. Okay, that's true. Okay, but I got a couple of toaster reviews I want to read really quick. Um, also, welcome to the podcast. You, you selected a few of your favorites. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> All right, so welcome to the podcast. Today is Wednesday, September 18th, I believe. Oh, look at me. It says on your computer, right? Um, yep, it's the 18th. Uh, we're recording from the G Unit. This is one of your hosts, Stapleton. Jack's using his couch as a mouse pad, and it's kind of blowing my mind in a good way. Um, okay. All right, so anyway, I just want to read this review. This is one of the two I want to review. Read. This is from Marie... Yelovich, just full name. Um, five star review, cheap, quiet toaster. I purchased this toaster to keep at my work, to keep at my desk at work, which is technically not allowed. Whoa. However, needing a better option than using the disgusting toaster in the break room that's never cleaned, I decided to test my luck. 
This little toaster is small, quiet, and toasts anything from English muffins to bagels, bagels quickly and evenly. After I'm done using it, I can easily remove it out of sight <laughs> since the sides <laughs> remain cool and toss it back in the drawer once it's completely cooled down. The bottom is also easy to slide out to remove the crumbs, a feature that is unused with the break room toaster. Highly recommend this product. Long live the contraband toaster. <laughs> She's being discreet as fuck. So that's an added benefit. Which is also, that just bleeds into like my favorite conversation, which is like office culture, where she's just like paranoid about using a toaster in like, a, like an area that toasters are not allowed. <laughs> yeah. uh, what was the other one? <laughs> so that, that really just hit all the bases for me. I was like, wow, great review of a toaster. And well, also the just some toaster. fucking cube rat, like just like trying to hide a toaster in her desk drawer. Cause like the one in the break room is too disgusting for people not cleaning up their messes. Which I don't want to know where you work, to be my, honest. Oh my god. People that work at my dad's office are apparently extremely disgusting. And they just re- recently got an email. My dad's like obviously screenshots these emails and sends them to us. <laughs> Apparently people have been like like storing their boogers on the back of like uh. like secretly on like the back of a toilet and the cleaning ladies of the office like took a picture of it and sent it to the boss and we're like we're not we, we can't do this anymore. Uh, and I'm sitting there like who's... It has to be one person right? Like, it has to be like who's taking the time to do that? Like I don't even understand like I didn't know anyone that's just blowing my fucking mind. Yeah. Okay here's another one. Uh, this is a one-star review. I hope this toaster doesn't get me fired. That's the title of the toast of the review. <laughs> so this is also office culture toaster review, but the other side of the spectrum. <laughs> same toaster, mind you. It's the same toaster. <laughs> exact same toaster. Oh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> all right, this one's really long, so I guess I won't read all of it. Uh, unfortunately for my coworkers, I bought this to keep in my office. I cannot make this up. As I'm typing this review, my colleague's arrived, and as he's opening his door across from mine, he says, you must be toasting again. I can smell it all the way down the hall. Sometimes when I read Amazon reviews and somebody complains about a product, I assume that person must be exaggerating. Let's face it, humans like to complain. Oh, we're getting into it now. We're getting into it. Therefore, I assume that when I read the reviews about this toaster saying it, quote-unquote, smelled bad... There must have been a mild smell, but it could not be possibly be that bad. I would have thought the same thing. It is that bad, all caps. <laughs> it is that bad. And before you go telling me to, quote unquote, read the manual and follow the instructions, end quote, know that I have and I did, parentheses, this guy uses so much punctuation, I am one of those annoying people that almost always reads a manual in its entirety before using something for the first time. That's pathetic. I have yet to put actual food in it because it smells terrible. What? Dot, dot, dot. Like, Wait, dude. what? It smells bad without him putting food in it? Yeah, like, you think that maybe that might solve this problem here? Wait, like, wait, you're wait, literally wait. just burning wait, nothing. Wait, 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 wait. What is he doing? Alright. Is so, he's not food in there, what the fuck is he doing? So the instructions told him to, like, run the toaster a few times to, like, burn off the chemical smell. So oh, but I guess he just keeps doing it over and over again and just complains that it keeps smelling. Oh, of course, of course if he's burning the chemical smell, it's gonna smell terrible. Is he stupid? Alright. So I've yet to put actual food in it because it smells terrible, dot, dot, dot. Like chemicals that you certainly do not want to breathe in, much less allow to contaminate your food. Yeah, it's called plastic, bro. Welcome to the 21st century. The instructions indicate that you have to let the smell burn off, and then you could do this toasting a whole... Do this... This sentence make sense. So he says, I've basically done that. I've had this toaster for a couple of months, and almost every morning I walked into the office, pushed out the po- toaster button down, and hoped that it will finally be free of that terrible smell. <laughs> This is the dumbest human I've ever 
He's been doing this for months and he hasn't put food in it yet. <laughs> Still smells, can't do it yet. Yeah, now at this point, at that point, you're just like burning the toaster like <laughs> itself. All right, so I'm going to skip like two paragraphs here. Get to the last one here. Bottom line, if I still had the box, I would return it. Save yourself the trouble and the smell and just spend a few more bucks to get a toaster that doesn't smell like the inside of a chemical factory. Because I cannot return it, I will continue to try to use it. Assuming I'm not fired in the meantime, I will report back if the smell finally stops, but I'm not holding my breath on that one. Although perhaps for the benefit of my health, I should. This is why you don't read the manual. <laughs> That's also why you don't just keep toasting nothing in a toaster every day okay no i have something to say about this um people who like rely on directions too much end up doing really dumb shit like that and here's an example it also relates to ways i was driving to rockford with my mom and my sister because there's this really good we wanted to go like walk around in a forest and there's a really good uh vegan restaurant up in rockford called pig mines and pig mines yeah okay like so mines or mines mines like your brain okay that makes more sense than mines because i feel like pig mines is like where i buy my meat from it's like just mining pigs i thought it was that <laughs> until i got there and saw the sign because my fit like my sisters had said it so many times and i thought it was also like mine mining for gold yeah anyway so jack you may be familiar with 290 West Rockford. Are you familiar with that highway? Yeah, sometimes I go that way to go to Madison. I Every time I went to Madison, I went that way. Okay. It's also where you get to the pond. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. And if you're going to Rockford, the highway runs straight through it, and it, there's a sign that says Rockford, okay? So we're, up, we're going west on the Eisenhower, and we're getting to that point where it, like, splits off like 88 and 290 and 294 like that you know right before oakbrook and i'm like my like they plugged it in they plugged in the directions to the place we were going into ways and right at the moment of truth where you have to decide ways is like Oh, take 38 South, like, some dumb way, like, Roosevelt Road, like, bullshit, and then, like, my mom, like, freaks out, like, what did it say? What did it say? And I'm like, I'm like, I don't know, but just go towards Rockford. Like, why are you even thinking about this? Like, go towards Rockford. And then my sister's like, why are you being like this? Just tell her what the, what the phone said. And I'm like, why do we need to know what the phone said? Just go, we know how to get there. Like, go to Rockford. And then we end up, like, missing both turns and we're like going to oak brook and it's like ways reroutes us and takes us to like on this like 25 minute extra traffic filled like <laughs> through the middle of oak brook to get to 290 rockford it like literally took us to 290 rockford but it was like an added half an hour and they're like yelling at me like he always does this and i'm just like i just know where to go like why is this and uh so the whole time we were sitting in traffic i just like smugly smirked in silence like i was fucking right ways is stupid we don't need directions i hate this shit fuck directions yeah why does ways even like really exist anymore like it kind of made sense right at first to like crowdsource like the traffic stuff but like google just like has that like they're just like stole yeah. that same idea probably like within like two months and google's probably way more effective and just yeah. uses like google cameras from the sky instead of like random people driving it probably just uses your like actual location services which like way more people have than like the ways one i've never opened ways ever on my own i'm just on google if yeah. i need it 
I mean, I used really... it for a little while because it, like it didn't make sense like right when it came out. But like, yeah, but like obviously Google's just gonna steal that same idea and just build their own version of it, and like probably won't even take them that long because they have so many like engineers or whatever. Oh, I have a funny story. So it's about directions. So there is this guy like if you work on the truck the food truck for like a certain period of time you end up just knowing where like there's just a home base there's like three main places we go this guy had been working for months already at the at the food truck and one day he was like oh i have to drive back to the commissary like it's a literally a 15 minute drive that we do like four times a day like every day and he was going from Wacker which is the most common location for the truck like this couldn't this is like not knowing how to get home okay like to your own house <laughs> like when you're 10 to 15 minutes away from it so he had his own personal car and he had ways open on his phone but his car also had its own navigation oh, oh. and I wasn't in this car but one of my other co-workers was he at some point could have said like just go this way what are you doing but he was so into the the mayhem that he was just letting it play out. <laughs> this guy would be driving, and like Waze would tell him, like, turn right on Roosevelt Road. And he would turn right on Roosevelt Road, and then his car navigation would be like, make a U-turn on Roosevelt Road and go back to State Street. And he would, like, the second it said make a U-turn, he would, like, do it. <laughs> Like, he was following the navigations, like, gospel, but there was two of them and they were conflicting. <laughs> I was like, that's the funniest thing of all just time. Just going around the block over and yeah, over like, again. Just like... going around the block. All, like, to a place where it's, like, it's, like, not knowing how to get home. Like, why do you need the navigation at all? He probably, like, didn't, also didn't realize, like, wasn't getting any closer. He thought, like, oh, man, like, we're making, like, progress. <laughs> oh, yeah, he just has no idea. Like, and it was extra funny because, um, at first I was like, oh, well, he's not from Chicago. He... But he's lived here for nine years. So it's like he's based there's no excuse. That's another another indictment on the reliance on the directions. The streams I can't aren't working. That shit. Uh just open the game we'll watch the game cast on your laptop. Yeah, like like real that. fans. <laughs> so I mean not... that I am that's basically how I do it. Just like... Why are there no like reliable MLB streams? It's actually really annoying. Because no one likes them. I think there's just too many games and too many days, and it's just... Yeah, people get tired. Oh, yeah, you said you like Mad Men, right? I love Mad Men. I, like, randomly started watching some today. I was working from home, so I just, like, needed something, like, background noise. Yeah. And you just throw in something from, like, Netflix or HBO that I've seen a million times that, like, don't need to pay attention to, but it's, like, nice. I think Mad Men is, like, my, the best for that. Like, yeah, just... it actually got, like, a little too distracting, though. I was, like, I was really out. looking over the computer, like, glancing at it, yeah. and I was, like... I was like, this show's, like, too good. Like, it's kind of, like, sucking me in. Um, There's, like, so many things that are good about it. It's not like, oh, this character's good, and then this character's yeah. just kind of, like, all of them. Like, yeah, every I mean, character is good. I don't even really think about it as, like, seasons, just, like, kind of things that happen that, yeah, like, go with the show. Like, what's probably, like, your favorite, like, arc or, like, plot or just kind of... I don't know what this says about me, but I always end up liking the plots of like the tragic the tragic women plots so like in the sopranos my favorite character is um what's tony's wife's name carmella yeah carmella's whole like arc where like at the end like that's i think at the end of season four where they go to their lake house or whatever and get in like that big giant fight yeah that's like the most compelling part of the sopranos to me is just like carmella's flight 
so in Mad Men, the parallel would be uh, what's Christina Hendricks' character's name? I was gonna say that's what I was thinking too. Uh, Joan. Joan's like journey from like becoming a self-aware. Like, she was always a self-aware office hoe, and then was like trying to like use it to. I, I'm probably not. Being, speaking properly on this. No, that, that, like, that's what she was. Like, at first she was, like, a glorified secretary. But yeah, then but she then eventually she, like, just, like, coached. She, like, she, like, learned financials from, like, Lane. And then just, like, learned all that. And then was, like, somehow, like, essential. But then she, like, got raped. No, there's, like, all this, like, personal stuff. Oh, like, yeah. She got raped. She was in a terrible marriage with that asshole in the army. Yeah. And then she had a kid. And, and then her mom's a bitch. And I just, that was who I empathize the most with. Not because my mom's a bitch or because I have a kid or because I got raped. I don't know. <laughs> she was the one making me feel the most, like, emotion. Yeah, I liked, uh, yeah, she had a really good story. Um, it kind of didn't make that much sense that she was stuck with that army dude. Like, she didn't, like, why didn't she get married younger? Because she was, like, she... too busy, like, banging Roger on the side and, like, you kept buying her stuff, so she just never got married? Or, I don't like... think, yeah. She never took Roger seriously, like, as a lover, or, like, as a, like, a person she was going to spend the rest of her life with. And with the army dude, it seems like she was like, I'm going to make this work. I'm going to try. He's my age. Yeah. I like him. Like, I'm going to settle down. Like, I'm going to... She was trying, kind of trying to change her nature, almost. Not nature, but, like, change her habits. Yeah. And be like, no, like, I want, like, a normal life. And she was, like, trying to, like, willpower it into existing. And she, like, did everything she, like was supposed to do and then this guy just was terrible and then even after the fact she's like well I've already it's a sunk cost like she didn't bail on her sunk cost yeah. I think like the problem with, I think like that, like what that was supposed to show was like she just like let herself get too old before settling down and then like back then like everybody just pairs up like as young as possible basically and yeah. like that's how you get all those really terrible marriages that everybody's in because like they don't actually like know right because they just kind of paired like, up for with. no reason which is what yeah. happened with uh Don's wife. Yeah, and then, like, when Joan pairs up, like, in her 30s, like, who's left at that point who, like, hasn't been able to pair up yet? Like, obviously, Christina Hendricks is going to be way more qualified than anybody left, like, in, right. the, in that dating pool, which I guess was Yeah, no, like, that's always, I always forget, like, the, the time period is, like, yeah. such a huge part. Well, that's like, a big part of the show, too, because, like, all the secretaries, show. like, whenever they have, like, a women's, like, product, they always just bring in, like, the 22-year-old secretaries, and, like, what do you want most? And, like, oh, I just want to get married. And it's right. like, it's like, well, don't you want to like look hot? You're like, she's like, I don't care. I, all I care about is like, I don't care like what I think of how I look. I like, I care about like what the boys think of me. Yeah. The thing. So I guess that was kind of Joan's whole thing. I think I was actually, I was kind of going a different direction with that Petty. question. I would say like my favorite, like, I think the show was at its best when like Lane was like involved. Lane. Which was kind of a crazy really? take. That, that's like when you watch the show like three times and you start like clockwork yourself like, into like dude, that shit Wayne goes from just like the asshole big shot from Britain to being like an actual character and then he fucking kills himself like Jesus yeah. man like I think the show was like not as good before Lane got there and then after Lane was gone it was like never as good as like when Lane was there and like even if it doesn't have anything to do with Lane like even if it's just characters doing things unrelated to Lane I think like his like I think that's where like the show hit like it's like apex for me, just like that span of time, mm. whether it had to do directly with Lane or not. I was thinking about that today. I was watching like see, like the end of season three and the beginning of season four. I was like, damn, this is like really good television. I'm trying to think of more. Um, I mean, Roger's my favorite character. 
Yeah, Roger's hilarious. Roger's the funniest character. Just like a man child. He's like the dumbest person, and he like reminds me of Henry. <laughs> I don't think he's that dumb. Not like dumb, just like part of the time. Yeah, he's like weird. He's like I think he's really good at his job. He just like doesn't have like any concern of like consequences behind it because he's just like so rich and he's just been so rich. Where it's like, I think he yeah, actually does, like, apply himself. His job literally was to, like, suck Lucky Strike's dick. That was, like, his only job. <laughs> like, he his job, he only had one account, and it was Lucky Strike, which was, like, 70% of their fucking revenue. <laughs> and had, but had also been their client for, like, generations. Yeah. So, like, his job, that's why it was, it was always funny when they would, like, when they would, like, make him kiss the ring. Like, that part. Yeah. And, like, the son took over at Lucky Strike, and then Roger had to just be like, all right, like, what do you want? That guy was such a scumbag, that Lucky Strike guy. The Lucky Strike son was an asshole. I would say the other thing, like, Roger was good at was, like, cultivating the culture of just, like, everybody's replaceable besides, like, like the three people who are important here. Yeah. And then just, like, really keeping the pressure on everybody. Like, like you just get fired at a moment's notice if, like, Roger just, like, lets you do the wrong way. He was just really good at lunch. <laughs> That's like, amazing. Like, the, like, does that whole culture? I think that, like, that, like really existed, too. Which is crazy. Oh, like, when did yeah. they get, like, any of their work done? Like, <laughs> obviously That's Roger didn't I, have work, but, like, everybody else, like, was still drinking all the time while they actually, like, had things to do. Well, it's an advertising agency. Yeah. Like, the work is kind of... It's all thought-based. So, like, you can kind of just... Just do it? <laughs> you don't have to, like, hunker down. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, the people who draw, draw stuff and film stuff have to, like, do actual work. What do you think about, like, Campbell... I mean, obviously, Campbell. They they present Campbell as like the villain, like from the beginning. Like they're like they want you to hate him so bad, and they give him like the worst haircut. Uh, no, I guess I just don't like him. I'm trying to remember like redeeming things about Pete Campbell. Uh, well, he was definitely. I think he had like the funniest. Like he had like the funniest. He's funny. character, but like I, it wasn't him making the jokes. It was like yeah, something ridiculous was happening to him, which like made it funny. Uh huh. Um. I like that's he's one of those characters. Like I've watched the show probably like two times all the way through, and then just like random episodes here and there. I've only watched once all the yeah. way through. I watched, so like the first time I watched it all the way through, I hated him like all seven seasons, and then like the second time, like I got like kind of like weirdly sympathetic towards him. He's kind of just Where, like, like a foil, you know. Like, yeah. The real villain is Don. Yeah. Don's like the biggest asshole. Well, I think Pete. The thing that's going back to Pete really quick. It's, like, one is, like, really old money, which is, like, kind of interesting compared to, like, a lot of the other characters. Yeah. But he's, like, old money in, like, a way that's, like, way different than, like, Roger and Burke because he's so much younger. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And then... The next generation. And then it's, like, he just, like, wants to be Don so badly. And then, like, once he, like, lets go of that idea, he, like, finally, like, kind of, like, carves his own niche for himself. Just the way which, he fucking like, talks is so annoying. <laughs> well, first he, like, he, like, tortures Trudy for, like, I don't even know how many seasons... And then once he's kind of free from Trudy, he's himself, and he's, like, less hateable, because it's just, like, well, there's no consequences. It's just, like, I have my L.A. girlfriend, and I live over here, over here now, and I, like, that's it. Uh, like, I was going to say, like, I guess he was kind of miserable when he was with Trudy, because he's an idiot and just didn't understand what he had. Because, first of all... He I never was, like, come on, like... I think Trudy, she was also very miscast, because, like, Alison Brie was supposed to be that, like old money like pleasing wife like arranged marriage type lady but she was just way too like sexy and better than him that it just like i don't think she was like her sure like what she was supposed to do was like so unconvincing just because allison Bree is just like amazing yeah 
That was kind of just like she was just really distracted. It was really hard. Yeah, it was really like, hard. Like she was trying to be like the housewife. Like when you would come home, like oh let me fix yeah, your drink. It was, it was like, like oh no. Alice and actually just like a rocket. And she just like she just like transcends her role like in every way whatsoever right now. Yeah, but then when he leaves Trudy, that I think that's when he's kind of like at his like scummiest, and then he kind of gets. Well, but no, and when, that when he's being scummy, he can be openly scummy. So he's being true to himself. So he's like actually not being scummy. Yeah, that kind of helped. And then Does he realized that, that like wasn't what he wanted, and then it kind of resolved itself. I don't know. He was interesting. Wait, what did he realize wasn't? What did he? What did he end up doing? They end up back together, and he just like takes a job in like Nebraska or something. Like he's like he's has like one account that's like it's like a huge airline or something like out of Nebraska, and that's like how it ends. And they, like, give oh up the yeah, and then he yeah, and he had like that account with his her dad and shit. Yeah, I guess the last season of all those TV shows aren't even worth talking about because they're always just kind of like they never end. On top, I guess. Oh, um, one arc I did like was um, Don's fake wife in California. Yeah, that was nice. You know what's crazy? That was a really nice relationship. That's only three episodes of the whole show. Yeah, but it, it feels was, like it like hit nine. So hard, yeah. <laughs> like every single one of those felt like four. Like because it just it was like, always a little weird with the daughter or the granddaughter, or whatever that young girl. Yeah, that part was always a little like, oh god, Don, really? Are you gonna do this? <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, I was like, always in the back of my mind. <laughs> I was like, like the front oh, of Don's. <laughs> like, like oh god, he's driving her home. Like Jesus Christ, how like scummy can a person get? Yeah, like how. Uh, what do you think? Did he? No, he like kind of tries to, and then she tells him that like, what's the wife's name? I can't remember right now. But like, she's like dying of cancer, and then like, that's yeah. like her last episode. She's like literally, she's, like she has terminal cancer, but like she like she didn't know, yeah. and then that was kind of like she just dies. Right. Um, like, oh yeah, and they painted the wall. That's yeah. So sad. <laughs> God damn it. And he's, like, so happy and, like, normal when he's there. It's, he's the only time he was normal. In the yeah. Like, he was only himself, like, in that house. Yeah. So, like, basically never. Um, what did you... Th- I, I always... I thought, like... the Everything that revolved around 50s and 60s culture... Was yeah, so fascinating. fascinating. Like, like when, um... What was Don's wife's name? Betty. When Betty, like, gained weight, and then it was, like, this whole thing with, like, she, like, gained weight, and then they're about to lose weight, and then, like, all those, like, weird 60s ways to lose weight, and the attitudes towards it, and, like, the way her self-esteem was affected, like, that shit was hard to watch, because that, that, that was real shit. That's, like, still kind of true, even, in a way. I think what's interesting is the stuff that's, like, gone... Like, how they were just, like... Like, especially in the first season, when, like, it was, like, real, like, Mad Men, like, it was almost, like, 50s still. It was the 50s still. Yeah, well, okay, so it was the 50s still, it wasn't, like, the 50s still. But they would just, like, harass the secretaries, and it was, like, normal. Yeah. And that like, was just Chasing insane. them, and that was, like, really mind-blowing Like, shit. running after them, like, trying to, like, tickle them, like, and, at like, work or whatever. underwear they have on. Yeah. And it was yeah, just, yeah. like, so wrong, but, like, there's no recourse for any of, like, it... It was like, John it was, was the only one who could, like, sort of, like, put a stop to it. No, no, and it was, like, totally, like, in... No one was saying anything about it no. while it was happening. It was just like, oh, yeah, this is what happens at the office parties. It was, like, so clearly, like, torturing all the women, but, yeah. like... Oh, that was, like, it the was worst. Weird. They have to, like, kind of smile through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was, like, really eye-opening to me the first time I was watching that. It's the first thing you notice. Because, like... I think, like, right, maybe in, like, even the first episode, 
they get in an elevator and then like i think peggy's in the elevator and they're just like like commenting on peggy the entire time it's like oh jesus fuck they're just like standing right there yeah yeah like they're obviously are dude like i was like oh man i like how they like also like wove into like the historical current events that were happening through that time like into the show like jfk getting shot it was like a whole episode like there's a lot of black white stuff jfk winning the election yeah too winning the election that was contentious too like people like had their own politics and they're like whispering and stuff like in the office and well, like, the, like the old guard in, yeah wasn't there like a strike outside or something yeah there was like one episode where like like black people happened to be like striking for civil rights and then civil you get like Bert, his office talking about it compared yeah. to like the random Don like, had some problematic thing to say about it yeah and I think people were throwing shit out of windows well Don just depended on who he was talking to cause I think he was like genuinely like pretty open minded for the most part, because like even like he, I remember he him saying just, some shit that like skewed towards he did, and I remember thinking that's what he actually yeah. thinks. And then, or especially another example of that is like when he caught Sal in that hotel room with like that like bus boy. Oh yeah, and, and then he, he didn't kinda, say anything. He yeah. just let he just let it go. But then when like Lee Harvey Goon, Jr. like had a problem with like Sal, because like so Lee Harvey Goover, Lee Harvey Jr. like comes on to Sal and Sal rejects him. And then, obviously, oh, Lee's God, like, yeah. you gotta fire Sal. And then, like, Don was just like, there's something wrong with you people. Like, to, like straight to Sal's face, which is, like, the opposite. Oh, yeah. So, I think Don kind of went which way the wind blew. But, like, I think his first instinct was just, like, mind your own business. Like, it doesn't matter what other people are doing. Well, I mean, Which is kind of weirdly, to, like, liberal. Like, well, well he kind of has to be that way because of his situation. Like, mind your own business is, like his entire like motto yeah, it's like his whole existence yeah <laughs> it's like the only way he exists <laughs> oh yeah and then the brother and then the brother kills himself his brother don's brother yeah That's that was hard too we're kind of jumping around the whole see like the series or just, that we was we're hard talking too, about don's morals because when don like rejects his brother which made perfect sense at the time to me like if i were Don, i wouldn't like how would you even get that guy involved in your life like you kind of just pay him you off but of- no, you just you didn't. You just say, "All right, let's get dinner," and then you do that, and then you like hope they don't call you for a month. I don't know. I think you, that's so. Anyway, he. I had, would never allow that to happen in the first yeah. place. But also in Don's situation, it's like different. Yeah. So then he, his brother, turns around, and hangs himself. Don feels really guilty about it, naturally, uh-huh. as anyone would. But then when he the direct cause. Yeah. But then when he fires Lane for forging a signature on that check, because Lane needed to like pay his taxes. Mm-hmm. Um. Lane turns around and hangs himself again, which is, like, the second time in, like, that same series where, like, that whole thing happens to Don. Yeah. And then Don's whole point to both of them was just, like, go somewhere else and start over. Like, you, like, it's possible, which is, like, his whole mantra. Yeah, but And then both like, of them are like, that's actually not possible for, like, 99.9% of human beings. Like, you're just, like, a fucking weirdo. Like, how are you even, like, yeah, he's how'd so you even do that at all? <laughs> yeah. He's so stupid. I didn't even put that together. Yeah. So, like, well, totally like that's so what he says to both of them. He's just, like, go start somewhere else. Like, just go start over. And they both hang themselves. And I thought that was, like, a really interesting, like, double parallel. That. Yeah. Also, another really sad um, arc is Don's daughter. What's yeah, her name? Sarah, Sally, Sally. Her whole life is like terrible. I, she like has no chance of like turning out normal. She sees just, like it's yeah. terrible. 
She's kind of a punching bag for the writers, though. Like, whenever they needed, like, something interesting to happen, it's like, let's have something terrible happen to Sally again. Yeah, like, she's <laughs> fucking Christ. Like, she never even got anything, like, nothing good happened to her at all that entire show. I didn't feel a lot of compassion for Megan. I was kind of like, yeah, I mean, what did you expect? Yeah. Especially since Megan already knew, like, Megan was the secretary. He knew about, like, Don's family. So Don was, like, openly showing her that he was willing to just, like, forego his family. Well, Don, like, married her, like, after she, like, babysat his kids, basically. And he's like, all right, yeah. you can just be my secretary, like, in my personal life. They're, he was like, damn, you're Megan really hot. Megan's aspirations were, like, so much, like, different. Uh-huh. That made, yeah, that was kind of weird. Yeah. I didn't really feel a lot of sympathy for those because she was, like, actually crazy. Megan. Yeah. And then when she got and rich... Then she went to... And then when she got rich... trying to like, be, like, a, really actually, ready. like, an actress. That was weird. Yeah. Like, oh, why were they even trying at that point? But she was, like, never a starving actress, which, like, I feel like that's what, like, fuels a lot of inspiration. And then she was yeah. just so rich. It just never worked. She, she just, just, just like, started complaining when she didn't get what she wanted. And it was, like, uh... And they would have those, like, L.A. house parties. Yeah. Yeah, the L.A. stuff. I didn't really like that. I didn't like anything that happened stuff. in L.A. No. Pretty much. Do you think that's even, like, what L.A. was like? Like, I always felt yeah, like, probably. watching the New York stuff, I thought that was, like, really realistic. Like, the L.A. stuff was, I, I thought that was kind of weird. But, I don't know. I mean, I've never even been to L.A., like, in any point in time, so I don't know. Yeah, but, I mean, I also haven't been to New York in the 60s, so we're just kind of speculating here. Since, <laughs> I would think if you were of the opinion that they got New York right, they probably got L.A. right, too. Yeah. Why, why would they really be able to do one and not the other? That's a good point. You know? I guess I don't even really see, like, L.A. and, like, pop culture, like, now. Like, even in, like, modern day. It's, like, Entourage is, like, in L.A. The Hills. Never watched that. Kim Kardashian. Never watched that. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really tell you that much about L.A. I'm just saying those shows are in Right. That's what, yeah, I, that's what I said. Like, I, I can't even come up with, like, an example of, like, an AMC show. Oh, I actually LA. watched um, Rich Kids of Beverly Hills. That was a good show. I watched a couple episodes of that with you, and that was actually, like, that was pretty kind of fascinating. Fun. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah no, I was really into that shit. <laughs> They were on a new level because they were all like billionaires' children, basically. Yeah, that's probably a good example of what I mean. They're billionaires, but they're going down to Rodeo. Like, okay, cool. Shop yeah, because like that show was good because like they're shopping. doing a lot of like mundane stuff. They just like happen to be rich in LA. Yeah, they go shopping. They get dinner. They get plastic surgery. They like pretend they have jobs. Get like lipo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get their hair done. Get their whatever done. Yeah. Get a lot of things done. What do you think of the... Would you be able to be, like, a plastic... I feel like if I was a plastic surgeon, I wouldn't be... I don't think I would be able to be a plastic... I don't think I'd be able to separate, like... I would just end up being like, you don't have to do this to yourself. Yeah, <laughs> like, right? Like, but, like, the doctors were just like, I mean, they want it. Like, if it makes them feel better, and then they, like, cash the check, and they just do that forever. It's like, we were, like, creating Frankensteins. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I kind of want to try carefully, because I think I, like, might know some people who are, like, plastic surgeons or whatever... But yeah, I feel like I'm not even judging. I'm just genuinely curious, and I'm sure they like you know have thought about this before and have talked about it. So, like, I don't know how I would be able to separate. But I'm I guess I'm kind of like that no matter what I'm doing. So it's not even like specifically judging plastic surgeons. It's like okay, I'll specifically judge them. So like, if you're gonna like go through all that like med school or whatever, like you can't find like a more noble pursuit than just like plastic surgery. Oh, you do have to go to med school for all that, yeah. don't you? That's it's just like weird. it's like literally like all I want to do is just make as much money as I can, like reconstructing people's like bodies. Like that, that doesn't sit right with me. 
Because I feel like being a doctor is like a very noble pursuit. Yeah. But I'm sure it's like any other occupation. There's just like, it's not, it, there's a lot more shades of gray than that. What <laughs> and I feel like it? the darkest shade of gray is like the plastic surgeon yeah, like, yeah, yeah. decision to become a plastic surgeon. I would say maybe there should be a rule like you have to have had plastic surgery to be a plastic surgeon. Because if you're just sitting there like, I didn't, I, I would never do that, but you're like doing it to everyone else, like, you're fucked up. <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, imagine like a tattoo artist with no tattoos. Oh, that'd be kind of scary, actually. You know what I mean? I actually wouldn't trust that person If at someone all. was like, like, oh, yeah, I'm really good at tattoos, and they are, like, they're drawing beautiful shit all over people's skin, and then they're like, they don't have any, and you're like, why don't you have any? And they're like, well, I don't. I don't, I don't think that's a direct comparison. But yeah, I, I would just not get a tattoo from somebody who didn't have any tattoos. Yeah. I'd be like, wait, like, when? How do you know? Like, Right. <laughs> but the, the plastic surgery thing is... Uh, really? Uh, I don't know. But yeah, that's the first thing I think of when I think of Los Angeles. Oh yeah, I also decided starting this exact moment, I'm never going to... I'm only referring to Los Angeles as Los Angeles. Never the abbreviation. You're not going to say L.A. anymore? No, I'm Los Angeles every time. Why? Stand out. <laughs> I'm sure you think anybody's <laughs> going to notice that. It's like, man, why would this kid abbreviate Los Angeles like everybody else? Like, <laughs> People will notice. People, I'll be like, well, Los Angeles is like, they're just going like, to be like, L.A., 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 and I'll be like, Los Angeles is weird. <laughs> it's just like, why are you saying Los Angeles? I feel like I'd never hear anyone say Los Angeles. Like, ever. Sports, internet, like, nowhere. Like, no one says Los Angeles. Bring it back. Mm. Okay, sure, whatever. Either that or City of Angels. Is that even the same thing? I saw a headline today. Uh, Chicago Public Libraries are going to forgive all fines on anything that's, like... They're just not going to do fines anymore. Hmm. See, like, are there really people out there? Isn't there bigger battles? Isn't there, like, way more effective things to forgive than, like, the fucking library books? Like, how big are those fines? I don't think it's, like, economic relief. I think it's just, like, somebody with, like, a $12 fine on a book, like, doesn't want to bring it back. So I think they just, like, kind of want their books back. So they're just forgiving everything. Oh. That was what I thought Oh. Okay. It's not like a stimulus package. It's like... (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking the exact same thing as canceling student debt. (laughs) I was like, is that really a big deal? Yeah, I don't know, but it was just like, what does that tell you? Like, I, like I'm trying to just figure, like, figure out like why, what the thought process is behind that. That was like all I could come up with. I think that's it. They just, just will that like encourage people to like use the libraries the more? No, it was just like I don't think anybody's like afraid of getting a fine. They know won't be like a punishment. Okay, maybe we solve that one. Yeah. Um, Do you see those video? This is gonna be bad podcasting, but do you see those videos of like? Derek working out in the off season, and he was like catching medicine balls at like all these weird angles, like Talking on one leg. No, we'll watch that later. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, I can't wait. <laughs> wait, what team is Derek on? Pistons. Yeah, he's on the Pistons. Didn't they also just sign somebody really random too? Who's yeah, like, no, it, it, it kind of fit. It kind of fit the <laughs> narrative with Derek. I think. That, Who was it? I don't know. Oh, Joe Johnson. Yeah, it was like, oh, perfect. Get Joe Johnson. Yeah, I was like, okay, all right. Joe Johnson, Blake Griffin, Derek. Let's ride. Like, like Joe Johnson does not need to bring the ball up ever. It just kind of needs to stand and, like, shoot. Like, he needs to go from, like, three-point line to three-point line. And that's, like, all he's going to be doing, which is, like, perfect for, yeah. 
I thought that was funny. The defense will be terrible. Yeah, especially because, like, Drummond, like, isn't a good defender. Well, not, I mean, hold up. Derek might start. Joe Johnson's not starting or closing. That's a good point. Johnson's, like, the 22-minute-a-game, like, doldrums of the second quarter, like, score 10 points guy. Yeah, I was really like, overestimating Joe Johnson. I, yeah, I was, too. Is Derek going to start, or is it going to be Reggie Jackson? Probably both. That's going to be a disaster. Well, they got, uh, okay, I know for sure they got that lefty guy, Kennard. He starts. He's like a shooter, but he can't play defense. Derek won't start either. I don't think he's going to start. But I don't know who their starting uh, other wing guy is. Kennard, I know, is one. And then they have to have one more. And then they have Blake and Drummond. Blake was sick last year. Yeah, also, though, now that I'm thinking about it, Blake, like, has the ball a lot. You know, like, Blake, like, plays a little point guard now. Yeah. That could be good for Derek, too. That's, like, not even going to be, like, a fun team, though, to watch. No, I'm like, kinda, I'm, like, pretty bad. <laughs> I was like, I'm trying to, like, talk myself into this team. It's actually, no, like, this is going like, to be, like, my eyes are going to be bleeding every time I'm watching no, that No, I'm, team. like, really annoyed because I'm going to watch, like, a lot I'm of I'm going to watch just because it's for Derek. Exactly. You know, like, I'm oh. watch, like, a ton of those games. It's yeah. just going to be like, what the fuck is going on? There's going to be at least two people on the court every time that just makes you want to puke every time I see them. <laughs> it's like... That team sucks. <laughs> They're so uninspiring. <laughs> Alright, here's a good topic. Um, so what was a like total asshole move that you did in the time that you didn't understand was like terrible until after you did it? Didn't understand it was terrible until after I did it. Or just even something you look back on and you're like, fuck that one up. But it was like kind of a misunderstanding. It wasn't like you just being a bad human. Hmm. I feel like this happens like once a day. Yeah. So I'll start with one that just like I still have to stick up sometimes when I go to the grocery store down the street from me. Okay. So I went to, a couple years ago, I went to Europe or whatever for like 10, 14 days or whatever it was. And like when you're there, like people know English, but it's like they don't think, it's like not like right where their brain's at right away. Right. So like when you want to order something, you just kind of have to like speak slowly and like point at what you want. And then it's just like a perfect understanding. You make your transaction and you're on your way. Kind of like enunciate and just get to the, like yeah just make cheese. it really clear what you want cheese like, this cheese like I don't speak your actual language but like I know we sort of you speak more of my language than I speak of yours and like what we're done yeah so I get back and I'm like alright I gotta go to the grocery store and the grocery store down my street just like happens to just be like every single employee in there is like Hispanic uh-huh. Are you talking about this one here? Yeah, like right down the street, that fresh okay. marketplace. It's a nice one. So I'm just like minding my own business, like picking out stuff, and I get to like the, um, like kind of like the meat counter. I want to get some like chicken fajita, like pre-made mix that's like way cheaper than it should be. So I get up there, and like I point at exactly what I want and speak like really slowly, like one pound of the chicken fajita, like pointing right at it to the guy. <laughs> and then the guy is just Jesus like, Christ. okay, yeah, sure. Like just spoke perfect English. <laughs> I was like, oh, I feel like such an asshole. Sure, dude. I got yeah, you. Yeah. Just perfect English. And I was like, oh, fuck. I, I wish he went over like, like, this one? No, it was basically what I did. I was like pointing right no, at I it. I wish he did. Oh, no. Like, no, he didn't Are you that. talking about this? No, he just like stared at me and was like, yeah, like, sure. And just like went and like got it. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> I still think about that sometimes when I go over there. I'm like, <laughs> all right, favorite Bulls uniform. I would say the uh, like Michael Jordan cursive rookie jersey. Red or white? Red. Red? Okay, wrong. It's actually the black Dennis Rodman one, but thanks for playing. 
Um, oh, the pinstripe jersey. <laughs> yeah. The pinstripe jersey is by far the best jersey. I feel like there's. Why like, do they never wear those? Because uh, they like lost a disproportionate amount of games in them. You don't remember that being a storyline? No. What? It was like when they went seventy-two and ten. They lost like five games in those, and they only played like seven, and they just like got rid of them. Holy shit! <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> That's like actually a thing. Yeah. Well, like that might have not been the exact stat. I agree. They just I, lost I, like I a disproportionate amount of games in those uniforms. Like, just, like this, they yeah. like only lost in those uniforms. Yeah, like kind in those of? black ones. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I, bet, I, I never knew that. Should I actually research it? I should just fact check myself in time. <laughs> I don't even know how I fact check them though. I feel like it's not even like a stat. It's just like a Chicago, just like '90s basketball knowledge thing. I, well, in that case, I support the ban. Cause like, if that team was losing, those must be the most evil jerseys to ever exist. But they are the coolest jerseys. Anything with pinstripes, like I like those Magic jerseys with the pinstripes. Yeah, I didn't mean to stop the conversation. The Bulls I have think, a lot of really cool uh, uniforms. I think uh, uh, the Raptors had... I mean, the Bulls uniforms have been pretty much constant. Because like, they're so good. Like, they're Bulls so classic. Allies. Yeah, like, I don't want to change them. They're fine. Like, black, white, red. That's it. Like, we're good. The black ones are my favorites. So I found the stat. So In when they won, when they went 72-10 and 10 that season... They wore the black jerseys ten times, and they went five and five in those jerseys. That's terrifying. <laughs> those, I hope we burned all of them. People who like own those as fans should burn them. <laughs> like they're so cool, though. They were so cool. It's the coolest thing ever. But like <laughs> that team went five hundred. Yeah, yeah, that team. They went seventy-two and ten overall, but in those jerseys, they went five hundred. Yeah, they went five and five. That's like the the power of those jerseys is like completely hundred percent demonic. Isn't that weird? I've never known that before. Literally the winningest team ever besides that weird Warriors year. Which we don't count. Um not in Chicago anyway. Not in Chicago. Uh, yeah, five and five in the blacks, and then sixty seven and five in anything else. <laughs> Alright, fifty two. Do you have any topics? I've been kinda choosing them all. Um, yeah, I got one. There's an article, like, some of the tribes in the Amazon, like, came together and got an article published. Basically just, like, a statement. One of their a statement of theirs published. And they were talking about, they were like, yeah, like, you guys have your money, but, like, the word for, the wor- our word for your money is, like, and they have some word for it. And it translates to, um, sad leaves. Mm. And I was like, damn, that's, like... That's deep. That's some good shit right there. Yeah. It was like sad leaves. <laughs> Holy shit. The car all leaves kind of sad because they're like falling off the... Oh, no. I don't... Yeah. No, oh. Not if they're attached to a nice happy tree with a spirit inside of it. Oh, yeah. And then the... the Udwan's not here, but... Korea soft war thing. Yeah, I didn't really understand that when you were explaining it. Korea like knows, exporting culture or like a, yeah Korea knows that they like everybody like, does that like whether they're trying to or not but Korea is more successful on an international level than most other countries I think it's just because of the most western out of anybody though like if you go to like Seoul yeah. it's like it's like a nice it's like you wouldn't think I mean everybody's Asian and it's like different but it's not like yeah, no. But it's still I think, just like people going to work in their office jobs and like going out for drinks after work and like going home and like it's very very like oh, yeah, normal. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
yeah, no. So I think that exports like, better than like China. Seems think, kind of fucking weird because like their government's different too. Like Korea's like very like democratic also, whereas like other parts of Korea Asia are, is like a like pretty much con- has been controlled by America. Yeah, like, I think that's why the, the war. I think no, but not anymore. I mean, they like they like capitalism over there. Like they yeah, why? Because they're really good at it. Yeah, they're like really, really good at it. We have a military base there. (laughs) That's why. No, that's not the only reason why. It's the major, main reason why. But But, when we're talking about the culture, like that's why why that exports better to like the West is because like they just have more Western values. I think it's not. Well, no, I think what happened is like like, that their culture developed that way. How you're saying, and then they were like, "Oh, we're like really good at this. Like we're going to try to get like Justin Bieber level pop stars, like international pop stars." And the government started, like, subsidizing, like, K-pop groups and also K-beauty. Uh, like, they, the government started, like, pump. Oh, like, this company's doing really well selling makeup. We're going to pump in money to them so we can, like, advertise in, like, Europe and South America and shit like okay. that. So they're trying to... That's what I'm talking about when I say, like, export culture. They're kind of trying to, like... No, it's not, like, ideas. It's, like, products. Yes. Okay, that makes more sense to me, then. Like, that kind of culture. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I see what you're saying now. So they and they call it soft war because they're like, well, we can't just like tank people to death. Are they calling that? that they that? call it that. Okay, they call it that. <laughs> I need to look into this. It's cool. I'll I like read some articles. I don't yeah. know if I read it or watched it, but it's like some vice shit or a vice something that is reminds me of vice. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I wanted to talk to Uwan about it, but I don't think he knew what I was talking about. I don't think he did either. Yeah. Like, they're, like, their government, like, their whole, like, vibe is, like, a society isn't, like, that antagonistic. No, well, they did have that really weird, Uwan told me about it. They had that really weird, like, scandal happening where, like, their president was, like, in the control of, like, a leader. Do you remember reading that when it came out? That's absolutely, I, like, shudder. What that, I think about that it. was fascinating. For the people Still. listening, I actually don't remember enough details about this to like explain it fully. But she was like a brainwashed. She was like controlled by like another human, basically, and she was like a very, very high like ranking government official. She was the president. Yeah. And her dad was a previous president and was also controlled by the same person. It would be like if it was like a Scientologist like became the president of the United States. Yeah, exactly. But like, and it was just like, like a pawn. It wasn't like the king, like the kingpin of the Scientology. It was just like some like person who's like. Like whispering in their ear by the Scientology, not even like blackmailed, but like. Well, the the modern like the woman who like in the like twenty first century was getting controlled, was getting controlled because like her parents died and the person controlling her was like acting as a medium, like oh your parent your dead parents are talking to me. <laughs> that's her me. Yeah, so she was. That's why she got hooked on the idea. But like the person. Control, like her controller puppet master I don't know what to call her yeah was just like embezzling billions of dollars and like fucking off like, I remember it wasn't very well reported at all like cause I remember just reading like ridiculously long like New York Times articles on it that were like so convoluted and like you could tell they didn't really understand it yeah and then I just had Unwan from like whatever the fuck he was living at the time just Facebook messaging me like nope this is what's happening yeah like <laughs> Unwan was like the real source yeah he could like just read Korean so he was just like reading the news every day yeah like... I remember wasn't there some shit where like she went out and they just like yelled shame at her for a while and like that was like part of the that was like 
part of the process. Like, it was, like, a legal thing. It wasn't just, like, it wasn't just, like, Cersei randomly. It was, like, Korean, like, it was, like, a rule that she had to get shame yelled at her. It was something more bureaucratic than that. I don't remember that part of the story, but that, like, doesn't speak I think well. something like that happened. All right. All right, gotta wrap this up. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're gonna over and out this shit because it's about to be DEFCON 5 on the Anchor Pod Chad, I know you're app. the only one still listening in these last 20 seconds. We will call you next week. Yeah, Chad, you're on next week. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Chad. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> yeah, no, we-